Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Treaty Talk. And this week we're joined uh, by Matt O'Callaghan and the first time, I think, by a, a Tipperary man on the podcast in, in Stephen Gleeson. Uh, and I suppose, look, we, we'll start with Limerick and Clare at the weekend. Uh, Matt, um, a kind of a, a tight enough first half, but I suppose, look, you felt that Limerick had gears to go through and they ended up doing that in the second half. Yeah, I suppose um, they, they, they certainly, um, it, it was a totally different Limerick that came out in the second half. Actually, Limerick set out their star from the, from the very beginning of the second half because with the very first action, um, your grandma Cahy putting over a point and that, that kick-started a run of six points in five minutes. And after that, Clare were sort of deflated or deflated for a while. And, um, but Clare came back into it and um, they, 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 they reduced it to a point thanks to a couple of points by Tony Kelly and, and the goal by Ryan Taylor. And, you know, you would expect that momentum would be with Clare then at that stage, but Limerick killed it again and, 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 um, and, and drove on. But what was very, very significant, I thought, during the course of the game was the way that Limerick um, came back after the breaks, after the first water break in the first half, after halftime and again after the second water break, they came. They, they they came back very 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 strongly. But I I'd say from an overall point of view, the most important thing for Limerick uh, last Sunday was to get a game under that belt. It it, it was a real bonus um, that it it was also the league and that Limerick made it back to back leagues for the first time since since the mid mid eighties. But um, you know. You'd have to raise a certain amount of question marks about about Clare and any any side that concedes 36 points like they did. And I saw people scratching their head early in the week this week as to was 36 points ever exceeded in the championship. Well, it was, and it was exceeded 12 months ago when Cork scored 140 up in Mullingar. And um, it certainly, and that was the preliminary quarter final, but it didn't give him the license to beat Kilkenny in that um, they lost to Kilkenny subsequently in the quarterfinal. Um, I suppose if, if you forensically look back at Clare and look back at the game, um, Clare, it was a poor performance by Clare. And um, in their hour of need, like unlike Limerick, um, Limerick had players to come off the bench to make a difference, and John Kiley stressed that in his post-match interview, the contrib- contribution that those that came off from the bench made, um, those that came off the bench for Clare, um, um, uh, contributed very little. And I, I just wonder, um, I think Clare made four substitutions. I, I, I think three of them were in the forwards at, at, at a time when the defence was leaking, like you said, like the, the Limerick half-forward line scored... 12 points from play. Um, Garod Hegarty had five, Kyle Hayes had three, Tom Morrissey had four, and you had Peter Casey inside chipping in, Gremel Cahey chipping in, and of course Alan Gillan chipping in. Um, was it that um, Claire d- didn't have the defenders on, on, on the bench that would make an appreciable difference? Now they lined out without Aidan McCarthy, who's, who's a very, very good prospect, but um, they mainly the, the, the players that were out were mainly attackers, all right, Conal Galvin would be a midfielder, but you had Podge Collins, John Conlon, Peter Duggan, you, you could say probably their go-to players in, in, in the forwards, but then Limerick were missing two key defenders in Richie English and, and in Mikey Casey. 
Uh, Stephen, I suppose as, as an outsider looking in, what was your take on, on that 70 minutes from Limerick uh, on, on Sunday afternoon? I just thought it was awesome, Raf, to be honest. You know, I mean, Limerick just looked superb, really. And uh, like, as Matt said there, though, you have to wonder about what type of resistance Clare put up to them, really. And uh, to be scoring 36 points, you're kind of wondering, has it anything to do with uh, just the, the the relaxation of players that they really just shoot from wherever, if it goes over the bar, brilliant. If it doesn't, it just doesn't have the, the bite, maybe, that a wide would have... Um, you know, with, with 30, 40,000 people looking on. So games have just got very open, very free. It's a lot to do with the slitter too. A lot to do with, you know, the skill and the, the S&C that players are doing nowadays really as well. But I think to hit 36 points really is just awesome scoring. And uh, like Garrod Hegarty looks to, you know, have really announced himself as one of the top players really in Ireland now. And he's, you know, it was really Aaron Galan's team as the go-to forward but I think uh, after that performance, really, he is up there. He was superb, taking passes, you know, giving the ball to the, the right player all the time, hitting those points as well. And, uh, and, and look who's alongside him, really. Kyle Hayes, superb. Aaron Gillan in there, another top-class quality forward. And the ball that's been supplied from the backs is, is, is excellent as well. You know, Jimmy Burns, well able to shoot from out the field. So that Limerick team, I think, is really you know, on the upward curve all the time. And uh, like they'll probably feel that last year was left behind to some degree, really, when you see the, the way that Tip put away Kilkenny in the All-Ireland final. You'd have to say that uh, Limerick gave us so much trouble in the Munster final by comparison. Um, so I really think that, you know, Limerick are probably the team to beat in this year's championship. And, and that'll suit Liam Sheedy because we'll be going in as underdogs, really, against an, a, an awesome team, really, that uh, John Kiley has organised at the moment. Uh, Stephen, one thing as well is I think we've seen some of the commentary this week. Uh, uh, some pundits saying that uh, there's nearly too much scoring. Are we are we ever happy? I mean, should we not just sit back and revel in it, regardless of whether you know we know the situation with regards to crowds not being there? But can we not just ever enjoy it without having to overanalyze it? Yeah, that's that's true. I suppose. Uh... Like it's going up all the time. If you take it year on year, I mean, Tipperary hit two twenty nine against uh, Kilkenny in a recent All Ireland final. That that's thirty five points. You know, Corker hitting forty. But I I think the scoring rate is going up all the time. The ball is in play longer. And uh, I was listening to the Sporting Limerick interview afterwards with uh, John Kiley after the game on Sunday, and he made a really interesting point. He said that trends will emerge. He said he wasn't sure was it just now, but he said trends will emerge as this championship goes on. So I think it's all really going to be revealed, Raph, um, whether or not that the scores are going to come as freely in every game or was it just the two that we had the weekend because Leash defensively were probably poor against Dublin and you'd have to say Clare were the same against uh, Limerick. So it just remains to be seen. This weekend, we'll see how it goes. I'm expecting another high-scoring game and I think that... Uh, I don't know, will Limerick hit 36 points? But um, you know, like if, if they hit that with every game, they're going to win them. Matt, your take on that? Uh, too many scores? Or would you, would, you, would you like to see a more defensive game of hurling? Or are you happy with the, if the status quo continues? Well, I, 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 I'm happy with, with, with it the way it was last Sunday, provided Limerick are getting the bulk of the scores every day. You know, and that's, that's not being, being sharp with you know, or anything. But... Um, 
Yeah, I can kind of try to analyze it as, as Stephen said there, and um, and saying that there will be a trend. He he, he reckons that uh, the puck out is coming out much quicker, that the referees are prepared to let the puck out come come much quicker, and that that, that players are probably prepared to have a go um, when uh, when the stadium is empty um, rather than the. Uh, you know, rather than if there was 30 or 40,000 in the stadium, they, they might be a small bit more reticent to have a shot at goal. In, like, there would be the fear factor of missing. But I thought, I thought it was quite exciting um, last Sunday. And, um, and this is casting aside allegiance to Limerick or anything, anything like that. But from, from a spectacle point of view, it, 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 it was very, very exciting. But I, I, again, as John Kyrie has said, we would like to see a couple of more games to see what will be the, be the trend. And I couldn't agree more than what Stephen has said. Um, you, you probably have a high-scoring game on 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 um, on Sunday, but to get 36 points against Tipperary is going to be a mountainous task in comparison with, with, with getting 36 points against Clare, um, Clare last Sunday. Stephen, one of the things that came through from the game at the weekend as well was uh, was the quick puck outs and the fact that the quick puck out after a wide was was okay because the referee didn't have to record the score, but the quick pick puck out after after a point or after a score seemed to cause a bit of a bit of an issue with with, with the referee and with the umpires, and I think Clare were were pulled for it. Uh, should the scoring be taken away from the referee? Should that be a job for the fourth official if 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 we want to see the ball and play more and a, and a quicker game? Yeah, I think the referee has way too much to do during a match, really. You know, I mean, he has to try and watch absolutely everything. Um, like recently in Tipperary, Kiladayan got a, a late score to win it. And uh, like Lockmore were not happy after the game because they felt that the puck out was taken too fast in that Tip County final and that they weren't ready for it. And it, it is a trend that's, that's ongoing, though. It's happening, I think, all the time now that the ball... Uh, is back in play as quick as it goes out and all the goalies nowadays even at club level going down to junior and intermediate level they will have a slitter at the ready to puck out immediately so the ball is in play longer to try and catch the the opponents off guard and have your own team ready to go again and I think that that's really something that that is emerging there but um I think it's always been in the game to some degree it's probably just a bit more noticeable now um in the book I have coming out uh, next year to be in bookshops, Game of My Life. Ken Hogan recalled the uh, Killarney replay in 1987, tip against Cork, and he said the ball was just barely gone out over the line near the end. Tip needed a score, and uh, he said he basically got the ball the second it passed the line. He hit it out immediately because he needed... Uh, to get the ball down the field and he was dreading that the referee would blow the full-time whistle. So it's always been in Hurland to some degree. Um, I think it's definitely more noticeable with uh, the faster ball and the fact that the ball is gone to the opposing 21 within, you know, within one second. So that speed of uh, the movement of the ball really has affected the game in a huge way. And I think the puck outs are one of the tactics that's been utilised by all teams, really. And we saw it in football, Stephen Cluxton as well. Same thing is happening in other sports. It's, it's like the quarterback in American football launching the ball down the field as quick as you can to the right player at the right time. And that's in hurling now. And uh, like it is definitely playing a big part in clubs and county teams and in their preparations to get the puck out right. 
uh, lads, we're we're not going to dwell anymore on 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 last weekend. We have a we have a, a huge one this weekend. It is, of course, Limerick and Tipperary, four o'clock in Parky Creeve on Sunday. Uh, Matt, the Limerick full back line, the changes therein, and uh, I, 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 and the fact that Tony Kelly got seventeen points. Some of the punditry and the commentary around this, I identifying that as as a weak link. Uh, you know, Limerick only coughed up one goal. It's not like they conceded six goals at the weekend against Clear. Is it the weak link that some people would have us think it is, or 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 or, or is it been uh, overblown? I think I think there's been 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 overstated a bit. Um, uh, I, I I'd say a lot of the attention has been on it because. Uh, we lost two key players in the one position, and <clears throat> obviously the full back line was under the microscope much more than any other line on the field on the occasion. Now Dan Morrissey has played a bit at full back. Barry Nash has played a game or two during this this particular year at at at, at cornerback, and th- th- there is there is no doubt. And this is where um where I said at the outset that for Limerick it's a game. Uh, the, the, the league final was a game, and a hugely important game that they had a game under their belt. I have no doubt, like that, whatever frailties and whatever shortcomings were in in in, in the full back line, in and um, possibly they were they were they were they were shaky um, early early on. But I I thought they grew in confidence as, as the game went on. All right, um, there was probably less play down at that end as the game progressed, as as as, as Limerick were pushing forward all the time, and. But um, I, I think they will have settled, and any shortcomings um, or uh, frailties, as I said, that that were evident in in the in the game against Clare, John Kylie will have addressed them. Will have addressed them this week, and um, I, I I'm listening to the narrative during the week like that. Will the full backline be changed? I don't think it will. Um, it it was the full backline that I thought would be picked in the first place in in the circumstances that we found ourselves in. And and I I honestly think um, uh, that that John Kyrie will will give a vote of confidence to the guys on Sunday. No, they're going to come up against them. Um, uh, there's a certain Seamus Callanan who plays hurling with a crowd called Tipperary, and um, you, you know um, on his day an absolute match winner. And you're going to have John McGrath side in the full forward line, and, and possibly uh, John Bubbles at the wire. You know. Um, a, a very, very potent full forward line, and I would have no qualms about saying infinitely more potent than the Clare full forward line last last, last Sunday. And um, like Clare tried to rectify that full forward line last Sunday, but without little success, apart from when Tony Kelly was in there and and um, uh, ca- causing trouble. But uh, you know, Carl Malone was named at full forward. He 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 lined out. He lined out at midfield. Ryan Taylor was taken off, even though he got a goal. But and it's going to be a different kettle of fish on Sunday. And I, I think Jim Sheedy during the week will be staying to his chances, right, lads? Um, that, that, that there might be a certain shakiness there on the full back line. And from from the get go, I'll say he'll, he, he'll be saying to his lads, let's try it out, let's test it. Yeah, Stephen, I'd imagine that Liam Sheedy and Eamon O'Shea will, will be looking at that clear, Limerick clear game and, and will be saying, you know, let's let's put the ball in there and, and see what we could do. I mean, Tipperary have a huge physical presence up front. I don't, I can't see Tipperary relying on any one uh, contribution of 17 points to the scoreline. I, I think Limerick will have to deal with more than just the one threat. 
Absolutely, Raf, and I agree with Matt there as well. And I think what will happen is that Tip will probably try to bypass that Limerick half backline that is their launch pad for so much. The likes of Dermot Burns and uh, Declan Hannon there are just brilliant gathering that ball and moving it forward. So if you can just get the ball inside them and play that ball in there, a hopping ball in front of that Limerick full back line, it'll just um, maybe unlock doors really for Tip because you're going to have Callan and Lurkin in there. You're going to have John McGrath probably in and out as well between the half forward line and the full forward line. So with the two of them alone, you know, that like they can cause a lot of mischief in there in that full back line for Limerick. And like Callan, a goal a game in last year's championship, he'll want to keep that trend going this year. So I would say the ball in there, in on top of that full forward will be important. And again, Tip will try and shoot from out the field as well. They'll try and just negate the influence of Dermot Burns and Declan Hannon in particular on the game. So I think that that full back line will really have um, have, have a different weekend than they had last weekend against Clare and that's going to be huge and you know like that is really something that Tip will have to work on and out the field as well you know you're looking at Noel out there pulling the strings in around midfield uh Paddy launching ball from the half back line as well so Tip have a lot of um, players that can shoot from out the field as well Brendan Maher probably likely to be in the half back line and he'll be surging forward on runs as well but uh, the full forward line is the winning of this for tip if they can get good ball into them and uh, like you're looking at long range points and you're looking at a lot in there in the full forward line and the half forward line we're not sure who'll be there Bubbles was injured so he's on the way back and um, it's likely that um, Morris will probably start maybe corner forward for tip he had a brilliant club championship for Nina and uh He's just kind of on the verge of, of making it now, Jake Morris. And, you know, a lot of those under 20, under 21 players from a couple of years ago, it's up to them to step up now. Mark Kehoe, another that's on the fringes of the team. Um, but I think Jake Morris is one that really impressed in the club championship. And he's another in there. He's kind of like a younger version of Callan or Lara Corbett or one of these type of players that will be just lurking and looking for goals when they can. So that's going to be something that Tip will have in their favour. And there's a lot of good players in there to test that full back line. Stephen, I suppose, look, there is the kind of narrative out there as well. We've heard it over the last few days of, oh, sure, look, Tip wouldn't have liked to play in Limerick in, in an All-Ireland final last year. Like, you know, whether, whether you like it or not, if you look at the record books, 2019 is going to show that Tipperary won an All-Ireland final when they need to, and Tipperary are the All-Ireland champions. Is there a sense that Tip are, are, are not getting the respect that they deserve from, from last year? Well, I get the feeling really that a lot of people think that Limerick are the team to beat this year and uh, like they showed it in the Munster final last year against Tipperary, really what they could do. But uh, it was kind of a new look team after that for Tip and really they just got back going and, and came back stronger. And, you know, had it been Tip and Limerick in the final again last year, I don't think it would have replicated the Munster final. So like it is, um, it's something really that the time has really passed this summer that has just gone by that we didn't get that kind of back-to-back -back talk. That's kind of really not being a part of the narrative in Tipperary at the minute. And this championship is kind of seen as unique in some ways. And I, I don't think that, um, you know, it'll bother Liam Sheedy who people think will win. I think it'll probably suit him that uh, people feel that Limerick are the team to beat and that they're going in as underdogs. And like it just gives us a bit more breeding room, I suppose, in there, considering we might have a couple of new players 
starting out again and uh, you know Seamus Kennedy will be out in the half back line so we'll be looking at probably someone coming in to wing back and there's a possibility that could be John Mayer so all of a sudden the narrative is like we're the underdogs and I think that'll really kind of suit tip but they are going in as All-Ireland champions so it's a, it's a unique place to be really at the moment but uh, Limerick are the team to be going on last weekend. Yeah, and of course, the first time that uh, that they'll have been going for a double since the the sixty four sixty five season, if I'm correct, it, it's not it's not every time you have a Tipperary team going in with the, like Tipperary are under very little pressure in in a, in a weird sense. Absolutely, and like last year was probably seen as um, you know the end of the decade. Really, to finish with three All Ireland titles for the decade. There's kind of a new team probably just on the horizon now with uh, a lot of the the minors from 2016, the under 21 winners, and uh, they won an under 20 title as well. So those players are all you know ready to come onto the scene. But we still have a lot of uh, the players from the last decade there, the likes of Brendan and Paddy and Shamey Callanan. And they, they, they're still the leaders of this team to a huge degree. And, and they're going in there, you know, it's just see how this game goes, take on Limerick. And I think whichever team loses, I don't really think um, they'll be gone out of the championship at all. I think there's a, a, a way there for them to get back. And like, it would not surprise me if it is Tip and Limerick in this year's final uh, in the All-Ireland as well. So that's really, I think both teams are really strong. It's kind of like what what's happening in, in uh, Leinster where you have two big guns meeting. You have Wexford clashing with Galway and then Kilkenny, the other side of the draw, look to have, you know, what on paper you'd say is the easier side of the draw against Dublin. So uh, like you have two big heavyweights there in Leinster and it's the same in Munster really. We have probably the two best teams in the province clashing so the loser will still just have to bounce back and get back into the championship the winner you'd say will be favorites for the Munster title Matt I'm going to go back to you for this one a Tipperary side coming in with no pressure uh, but as all Ireland champions uh, set for an ambush yeah, I must congratulate Steve anyway. He has done a spectacular job in, in, in trying to convince us that the All Ireland champions coming in the first round as underdogs. Well done, Steve. It was a good effort. Yeah, look, uh, Tipperary are champions for, for, for a reason. Um, I, 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 I think Steve outlined it there after the defeat in the Munster final and was a hefty defeat to Limerick. Fair play to them. They, 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 they regrouped. And, and and got back into it and they, they they didn't get anything easy in the in in the semi-final and there is no such thing in the game of hurling as an easy win over Kenny um like it, it was the Liam Sheedy had his had his side primed on all island final day to absolute peak for him now um we're, we're at Limerick in, in in the final the narrative has been since that had Limerick got beaten Kilkenny as they should have probably um this with the controversial circumstances and all that they would would have beaten beaten Tipperary um possibly but certainly it, it, it wouldn't be as one-sided as the Munster final um yeah I I look based based on current forum and I just say cotton forum now very carefully because like so many things that we've been so used to for so long have, have gone out the window this year. And like who would have ever thought that we would be um, playing a Munster semi-final on the 1st of November? 
Um, that that in, in in days gone by was reserved maybe for the uh, um, reserved more for the first and second round of the league, which was played over 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 two seasons. Um, on current form, you would say it has to be Limerick. They have they have a game under their belts. They have beaten Clare in the Munster Championship come league final. They have scored thirty six points. All the pointers are for that, you know, that Limerick should should be favourites. But Tipperary are the All Ireland champions, and we, we we just we just cannot get away from that. And they're they're they're, they're All Ireland champions for a reason, as I said. And um, I don't believe I I don't believe for one minute um, that 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 Limerick are far favourites. I'm I'm absolutely convinced that if you wanted a quintessential and fifty-fifty uh, game, this this is it. Now it's a local derby. No, I, I'm, le I'm not letting you away with sitting on that fence, Matt, because you're going to get destroyed with splinters. So you're going to have to come down one side of the fifty-fifty for me here. Well, I can't come down. I can't come down in a minute. Right? I'm I'm enlarging what I'm saying. Like, um, you know, this is a derby um, between between. Um, uh, Tipperary and Limerick, and we we know that the great rivalry that ha has been between them over the years. We know the great games uh, that has been between these counties over the years. Who will ever forget the trilogy of two thousand and seven? Like all, all 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 that sort of stuff. Equally, um, Clare and Limerick is a huge rivalry. So to a certain amount of of um, to a certain degree, um, forum counts very for very little in in, in, in these games. When when um, Tipperary see the green jersey and, and when Limerick see the blue and gold jersey, um, it's a, it's a totally different scenario. I'm coming off the fence, Ralph. Um, in case you accuse me, I'm going for a narrow Limerick win. I knew you'd fall that side of it, Stephen. Well, I have to go for a tip, I think, in this one. And I think what's really important is the start we get in the game. Um, I think if we let Limerick build up a four, five, six-point lead early on and we're chasing the game, um, then I think Limerick will win. So I think it's really important that tip just get out of the blocks early, get ahead, get settled into the game and find a bit of a rhythm. And if we can keep it close from there... I think it'll be close all the way straight through until the end because you're brilliant forwards on both teams. You know, I mean, the likes of John McGrath on one side, you have Hegarty on the other, you have Aaron Gillan, you've got Callanan. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, it's really fantastic. And uh, it's going to be a huge game, I think, for both teams. But um, I think it's going to be close and that start is going to be absolutely massive. Uh, Tip really have had a completely different intro into the game than Limerick have. Limerick have a game under their belt, as Matt said. They're league champions now. Um, Tip have played Antrim. They've played Offaly in challenge games, which is, uh, you know, two teams that wouldn't be at that level, really, that they're going to meet on Sunday. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Tipperary react right at the start. Can they get into the game and get going and dictate the match and I think that's going to be huge and that'll be something that I would imagine Liam Sheedy would be doing get ahead early and stay ahead and that'll be the the, the vibe and the way that Tip will go about it and uh, if we can uh, you know avoid that early on start from Limerick I give us a great chance and I think if it's close going down the home straight the confidence 
from last year and the momentum that we had last year will shine again and that conference will come back and I'd fancy tip to win if it's close near the end but if Limerick get ahead, for, ahead of, from us and away from us then it could be a different game altogether so it's important that uh, we start early and get ahead often. Uh, of course, lads, there are other games going on this weekend and we'll go through those really quickly and I'll get you to call them in, in, in a couple of lines. Uh, we will, of course, know already who the other uh, Munster finalist will be by the time Limerick and Tipperary throw in. Uh, of course, I'm referring to the meeting of Cork and Waterford at half three on the Saturday in Simple Stadium. Uh, Matt, you would know a bit about Cork from covering them. I've seen some of the players in, in, in the club championships this year, which we would have covered quite a lot. Um, Waterford coming in somewhat under the radar, but a lot of expectation on Cork. There is, and um, that's not uncommon. Um, when, it, when it comes to the championship, there's, there's always a certain level of, of expectation about Cork. But, Feeding into the narrative this year that hasn't been here before, and um, we mentioned it there in the context of Limerick and Tipperary, um, is that, uh, that, that there is a perception out there, I, I would say wrongly, um, that, that, that Cork are a top-of-the-ground top summer hurling team. Um, I, I, I wouldn't agree with it. I, 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 I think um, I wouldn't agree with it to the extent that, that, that it's been spoken about. Um, there might be a certain element of truth in it but 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 very very little now Conquer are coming into the game um with injury worries um now they 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 they've, they've received a boost in that that Colum Spillan um it has been past fit and has has recovered now Owen Cadigan is not going to make it and and very very significantly from a court point of view and and um I believe he's the heartbeat of, of, of the Cork team. Dara Fitzgibbon is, 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 is going to sit this one out. He's going to miss this one out. Robbie O'Flynn, who was expected to possibly break into the forwards and make the first 15, he, he's serving a one-match ban. So um, uh, that, that, you know, um, they, they are going to be a loss to Cork. Now, you look at one of them. Um, Liam Cahill has come in there. Um, he has steadied the ship. He took a couple of very momentous decisions right from the get-go, um, like to, to leave. Who would have thought that um, this time 12 months ago that we, we, we would have a Waterford manager who would not find a place for Noel, Con Noel Connors or, 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 or Marishan and two huge names in, in, in Waterford holding. But um, he seems to have steadied the ship. Now, Waterford are going into the game on Sunday. And they haven't won a championship game for over three years, a Munster championship game for over three years. Um, like they have had a horrendous record since the new format was introduced in 2018. They, 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 they just got a draw with Tipperary in, 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 in 2018, a single draw in four games. They didn't get a single point last year. So um, the, 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 psychologically, that's, that's a big hump that he has to get over. But um, Liam Cahill has tried. Uh, Liam Cahill is, 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 is coming into this job with a certain element of, 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 of good pedigree. Um, with, with Tipperary, as Stephen will know all, all about it, at underage level and what have you, and, and um, was mad to get his chance at seeing her. And um, like, I think he did a decent enough job during the league campaign, and that, that he tried out a lot of players who I think will possibly be um, um, starting on, on Saturday, the like of Callum Lyons, Shane McNulty, um, um, Conor Prunty, Neil Montgomery, 
and uh, of course Desi Hutchinson, um, the lad that came back from English Premiership Soccer and 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 blazed the trail with Barry Gunner after coming back and is now is now in the Waterford team. But what about like um, like Cork? They they've suffered an injury blow as well, and it, it's a major injury blow in 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 that they were they're going to be without Parig Manny. Parig Manny, like he, he's their go-to man in 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 the forwards. Um, I think Watford will give a very, very good account of themselves on Saturday, but I still fancy that, that Cork have enough scoring power to get through to the Munster final. Stephen, of course, you'll know plenty about Liam Cahill, uh, the, the Tipperary man at the helm of Waterford. And of course, the, uh, you know, a narrative out there last year that the, that the players quit on Parik Fanning, uh, you know, with some of the displays uh, in the Munster Championship last year. Um, what are you expecting from this one? I think that um, I'd have given Waterford a massive chance um, to uh, get to the Munster final before Mahoney went, and he's just such a huge loss for them. That's one of their main players gone out of the team straight away, and uh, like that's going to deflate them. So it just depends, really. You know, have they the character to bounce back after that to come into this and win this game against you know all the odds nearly at this stage, really to to lose him. I think it's just a massive blow to them. But um, known the work that Liam Cahill put in over the years in tip, you can be sure that he has everything taught up for this game. Uh, he's got one of the best coaches in Ireland alongside him in Mikey Beavens, um, former uh, club player with Tommy Barra and a uh, brilliant hurler in his day. Uh, coached a number of teams across Tipperary, uh, starting with Upper Church, went in then with Liam Cahill and uh, has been involved with all the Tipperary teams. And he's a superb coach. He's there working away behind the scenes. I think they'll play a lovely brand of hurling, really, that will be fast-moving ball, um, straight up the field. Uh, and like the one thing is, will they be able to get the scores? And that's really where, um, as Matt said there, where Hutchinson comes in. You know, I mean, I saw this guy play last uh, year against Boris Ali in the club final down in Parky Ring, and he was absolutely brilliant. You know, he was just the speed of him to get away from a marker to turn and hit a point was unreal. So I just hope that uh, for Waterford's sake that he has really got up to that pace at inter-county level because I think he has all the ability, but it might take a year or two for him to bed in at that level. But uh, he's a brilliant prospect for them and I think he's going to be huge if they can, uh, you know, just get the ball to him and he's able to start well. I think he could really take off in this. Cork, for their part, look, they're still very reliant on um, Patrick Horgan and we, we know what he's been doing for years and years for them, really. And it's just time for a few more of those younger players uh, for the last four or five years to really step up and, and start demanding places on this team and start shining for them in big games. Uh, I, I'd agree with Matt. I think Fitzgibbon is a huge loss uh, for them. He really is, you know, this ball of energy in around the middle of the field that's able to carry that ball and just ignite a game. And he's going to be a huge loss for them. Um, I'm going to, you know, just kind of hesitantly give a vote to Watford in this one, simply because I think Cahill will have them right for championship. And... Uh, I think that they'll come into this game as underdogs. They've nothing to lose, really. You know, they've had a couple of bad years. I mean, this is the time to just win one game in Munster and all of a sudden the curve starts going up again for them. You know, after Derek McGrath left, it just went downhill and the vibe 
you know, you felt for Banning going in there after Derek McGrath because they just got to an All Ireland final a couple of years before, but yet they had they were starting to go flat. And uh, I think really they'll have a kick of energy from a couple of new players coming on board. So I'm just going to hesitantly go with Washford in this one again. Another close game, but uh, I think they'll have to stop. Patrick Horgan as well the other end and not give away you know needless freeze that's going to be something that could cost them big time as well so that's surprising we have another split decision between the two of you uh, surely you'll both agree that uh, Kilkenny will have enough for Dublin Stephen or, uh, or, or do you think that uh, have you seen anything from the Dublin Leash game to, to indicate a surprise here not really. I think Donald Burke was um, superb against Leash now and he really lit up that game and uh, Kilkenny though will have a plan for him I'm sure and they just won't allow him that freedom or, or you know concede freeze as readily I think and uh, like it, it is going to be a great game. It's going to be interesting just see how Kilkenny are this year and what way they're performing you know because they're one of these teams that you always have one or two. It's probably Tip and Limerick this year for the All-Ireland, you'd think, and Kilkenny are just there with Wexford and Galway just behind that. And, uh, like, they have a nice blend, but they're probably in transition to some degree. And, like, and I think they'll have enough for Dublin, but at the same time, if Dublin could just start early and stay in the game, you know, and maybe get an early goal there and just kind of get ahead, I think Dublin will have the fitness and they will have uh, the physical strength to match them. It's just, do they have the hurling know-how that Kilkenny have? It'll be an interesting game, really. Um, I'd have to say Kilkenny will win that one. But again, I'd love to see Dublin put up a really good challenge and be in the game with 10 minutes to go. Matt, in a word, Kilkenny or Dublin? I I, I agree totally with, with, with Stephen's analysis of it. Um, I, I, I'd be slightly worried um, when it comes to the all-round um, uh, that, 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 that Kilkenny would probably have the edge, they'd have the edge in, in experience and of course they'll, they'll, they'll certainly have the edge from Cody in, 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 in belief that here, here we are, Kilkenny, like I, I, I find it very hard <clears throat> Excuse me to see um, to to see Dublin um, stopping them. But having said that, Dublin will have a game under their belts. Um, uh, I, I I saw the game as well against against Leash. I was hugely impressed by 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 Donald Burke. But as as Stephen has rightly flagged there, um, Brian Cody wouldn't be doing his job if he hadn't a plan um, to 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 stop him or or to to reduce let's say his his influence and his his impact. I'm going for Kilkenny, but um, Dublin could make it very, very tricky for him. Of course, that brings us to the final game of the championship over the weekend, Galway and Wexford. Uh, Stephen, a lot of people will be keeping a close eye on this one. It's very hard to get a gauge on these two. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Wexford, you would imagine, will feel that last year was you know, unfinished business, really. They came so close to beating Tipperary in the semi-final. They'd already beaten Kilkenny and they'd have fancied their chances of beating them in the All-Ireland final. But again, they, they felt going down the home straight, Tipperary won the game uh, with, a, with a brilliant finish. And, you know, Wexford, where are they now really is the question. I think if I think they're on the up, to be honest. After winning Leinster last year, they will see this year as being the year to win the All-Ireland. And they've got some brilliant hurlers there. I mean, Lee Chin is just fantastic really top quality hurler and you're looking at the defense there they have a system of play and they're able to work that ball out and give the ball to the right man at the right time so i think that they're um, in a really good place and i'm hesitantly going to go with them in this one galway for their part um you know 
they're still a bit reliant on Joe really and how he performs is going to dictate how they get on I think still and you'd like to see maybe a couple more of the younger players assume responsibility for them uh, Connor Whelan is another forward that's capable of you know lighting up the big stage but again not consistent enough and that seems to be Galway's problem a lot of the time that they get a lot from some players and then they've others that just they just don't have that consistency that you need to do really well in a championship. But uh, I think they have a good manager there and I'd like to see them go well in this championship because I think they put in a huge effort every year. Are they good enough to win the All-Ireland? I'm not sure. I think I'd have them well behind Limerick and Tip and uh, behind Kilkenny as well. They'd be my top three forward. Wexford, again, they could come storming into this and win all around them. Um, but I think Wexford will have enough for Galway this time. And I think Gal- or, uh, Wexford and Kilkenny will be a brilliant Leinster final. That's, that's my reckoning on it. And uh, I think Galway probably will just be a little short and I'm going with Wexford in this one and Davy. Matt? Yeah, of course, the, 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 the subplot to this game is, is on the sideline where it's Clare against Limerick. Um, Davy Fitz of Clare managing Wexford and Shane O'Neill of Limerick um, managing Galway. But that aside, I'm I'm inclined to side with with, with Wexford, um, uh, because for, for mainly for the reasons that that that, um, that that Stephen has said, plus as well that I just wonder, um, uh, Galway in 2017, uh, when they won the All Ireland and bridged that gap after 27 years, it looked as if they had the team of all the talents and that they were going to be around for some some, some time, and. Um, then, of course, they, they, they lost the final dramatically to Limerick in 2018. And, uh, of course, last year, um, to fail to come out of Leinster like, was a huge blow for morale in, in, in Galway. Like, from a scoring point of view, um, Stephen is absolutely right. There's, there's an over-dependency and, on, on, on um, Joe Canning, who is no longer in the first flush of youth anymore, um, but he's still a lethal forward. And... Um, but you just wonder um, about Galway and the, the amount of young talent that has been at their disposal, and, um, winning, um, particularly more, more recently winning minors, um, they have handed over the mantle of, of winning under 20 and 21 to Tipperary, um, but um, uh, winning minors, and you, you just wonder where are they all gone and they're not just, they're, they're just not bringing them through. Um, I, I think... Like all the games this weekend, they're, they're, they're very, very hard to call. But um, I, I think Wexford will just about have have enough. They have unfinished business, and they, they will argue and, and, and uh, that that um, they should have been in the All Ireland final last year, and that they possibly should have seen out the game against against Tipperary. They didn't, um, and that is it. And um, I, I. I go for them to get over Galway. Uh, no, of course, another important thing for 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 um, for Kilkenny and uh, for uh, Wexford in the last couple of years is that Davy Fitz has discovered a formula for beating Kilkenny. They have beaten them in a couple of important games recently, which you know in recent years, which will be a huge confidence. And if they don't fear Kilkenny, they certainly they certainly won't fear Galway. Um, I'm I'm going for Wexford, but only just. Great. So I think we have uh, we have agreement and disagreements on, on some of the fixtures. No, no, most notably, the, the big one is where the biggest disagreement of all is. Uh, Stephen, thanks a million for joining us. And uh, 
uh, we look forward to hearing your uh, your your input further down the line hopefully in, in this championship yeah it's a pleasure lads thanks very much and uh, yeah hopefully we're back and we, we meet uh, tip and limerick in the all-ireland final it'll be great